I'm Sydney. I'm Ashley. And you're about to listen to some rough shit. Some really sad, stupid shit. But if you love tea... We're about to serve you some tea, girl. Girl, you better pull up a chair. You better get cozy. Because we're serving you the piping hot tea about the end of our very long-term relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And how devastated we are. We are so sad. Wow! I've never been sadder in my life. (laughs) We're all having a great time. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through it together. Well, me and Ashley are. beverage, um, cheers to you, my friend. Um, and if you've ever been broken up with or have had to break up a long-term relationship, get ready to relive that. This, <laughs> Just this, relive it. This show is going to be about us talking to each other about our ill-timed breakups and about how we are working through those issues yeah. and growing from them and hopefully. how, and how hopefully, and how we've been there for each other and how the women in our lives have been there and how... We're just dealing. Maybe you'll relate. This show's about how to deal. How to deal. I hope that it teaches you how to deal, too. How to deal. So, do you have vivid dreams? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially when I pop some melatonin. (laughs) You feel me? I'm a melly. You take melatonin regularly. That's why you dream like that. No, I haven't taken it. I ran out of pills so I like haven't taken melatonin in about two months and the other night consistently like three nights in a row I like haven't really dreamed about my ex I jumped out at him a couple of times maybe in the past like what is it nine to ten months crazy town um but I had really vivid dreams about him Mm -hmm. and it was really weird Mm -hmm. the first one was liking to the other ones that I've had in which I have manifested like everyone that he was like cheating on me with and everyone that I like think that he could be sleeping with now and everyone like in the community that he lives in like I've manifested it into this one character and her name is Beth so you mean you have made a like composite figure of all the women that he either <laughs> like this is not a real person. they're not real like beth is not real okay at all i can't it's, wait to talk to a therapist about this it's an invention really in your own mind to, it's an invention of my own mind i think it's like how my mind like processed all of these things and like put it into one sort of place all of the fears that i have all of the like pent-up bitterness that i have about the women that i knew because she looks vaguely familiar to me, like, of someone that used to work at Highland Coffees. Like, it's well, they very all weird. look the same. You know. To be fair. To be fair. So, she, it's completely different than me. She's, like, super curly hair. She's blonde. She, like, loves to camp. She is, like, really into nature and, like, loves dogs. Like, just the complete opposite. And I've seen her in dreams in the past with him. And it's been, like, really confrontational and really hurtful. And I wake up, like, crying. And in this one, they were together again. And I think I confronted her. And I don't remember what happened at all. I just know that I was, like, waking up and then falling back asleep in this space. And I wish I could remember more. But I just know that it felt awful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's really weird. I haven't had a dream about that in a long time. 
And then the next night, I had another really vivid dream about him in which I saw him. I don't remember anybody else in the dream, but I saw him with a group of people. And he had a different name. Mm -hmm. And I think the premise of the dream was that in each past like relationship, he had been a different person like a he had like Literally. a literal different identity and that was really vivid and it was really violent like I, he had like a knife I don't really remember like what happened like no one was hurt but it was just very strange and spoke volumes about like how the actions that he took like were so different than his personality mm-hmm. and how like I mean, I don't, I haven't spent a lot of time trying to interpret it. Oh, I love interpreting dreams. I know. I think it just like makes me anxious and I still want to have a therapist to be like, I'm looking for one still. I'm trying to like set up appointments. Um, but, but like therapy, I mean, depending on what therapist you have, they're going to be like, it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. You know, but like you get, you talk to me. Right. I, and I'm into, right. And I'm into interpreting dreams and I, and I just like, because I can't remember so much of the details of it. It I doesn't just always matter, remember though. the feeling that it gave me. That's as important. Yeah. So let's interpret them. What, what's your hot take? I think you kind of interpreted them yourself. I think, like, this Beth character is, like, your brain's way of processing that there were, like, multiple women and that, like, you didn't know them. And so your brain is like, that doesn't make sense. How could I not know? And so your brain invents this person that you do know know, yeah and that looks familiar to you that you can like instead of having to deal with the fact that there's like several people that you could be upset with it's like here's the one person that you can pin it all on Mm. that's easier um similarly i think like the the i really like the dream the second dream that you mentioned about like him being a different person and every relationship and you meet him with this girl beth and he like introduces himself as like a whole different person like he's got a new name he's got a different like persona like maybe style or whatever yeah i think that speaks to this idea that like you feel so like lied to and like hoodwinked about like how could this person that i thought i knew actually be this like very different person and if he could lie and manipulate me in that way like did he do it to other people he's doing like, it to everybody yeah. is he doing it to everybody? like who are you and like is there a real person behind there or are you just a front so it's like that's really interesting too. And and also the violent aspect I think is particularly interesting because I feel like the pain that you experience through this heartbreak break and loss of trust feels like a violence to you. It feels like you were attacked. It feels like you were hurt and like in physical harm and danger. Fuck. Yeah. So like he, that makes a lot of sense. And like yeah. the knife especially is like you know, brain's right backstabbing. Like brain yeah. your your dream mind loves the symbols, right? So like a knife is such a like Shit. symbol for like backstabbingness. Holy exactly. Fuck. Yeah. You're really good at this. Yeah. You should like set up outside Jackson Square. Shit, I should be like... <laughs> you should charge people. I, sh- I really should. You really I should, should charge people for a lot of shit I do, but... A <laughs> hey, fucking minute. I just, I think what I also like felt when I woke up from that second dream, particularly about the new, the identities was like just frustration because it's like, I keep coming up to the same thing of like, how could this person do this to me? And it's like, oh my God, this happened 10 months ago. Like this person did this to you 
good people do bad things like it's time to move the fuck forward Mm -hmm. but it's like is this dream coming up because there's something that I need to do to move forward like I just don't understand why that that point itself like just keeps popping up for me because you haven't dealt with it yet like how do you how do you deal <laughs> like how do you <laughs> so we've deal? learned we've learned nothing we've learned in seven nothing. episodes of oh this podcast God. Well, no, but I, I have think... to do another break I have to do Reiki I guess do some fucking Reiki girl get some essential oil oh, oh I know God. like 10 bitches from my high school who can like hook you up you know Ooh, that was some bullshit. My mom's doing that now. No. Instead of going to the fucking doctor for her... She's essential oiling. Brain. She's essential oiling. I love that, like, that's our line. Like, we're like, yeah, I'll take, like, a... I'll do a shit enema to, like, get my brain right, and yet we're like, Melissa and her essential oils. Woo. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, we're so woo-woo. <laughs> and yet... I don't know. It's well, so little... It's so little of a woo. It's a why. It's not even woo. It's a woo. Yeah. It's just woo. <laughs> Actually, okay. Like, commit, please. This keeps coming up for you. Here's my personal theory, both based in woo-woo, knowing you, and my experience. Okay. All those things converging. I love it. I think that you, more than me, have tried to move forward without dealing. And I think your brain giving you these dreams is them saying, hey, sit with this. Like, let's fucking sit in this weird-ass, horrible-ass feeling for a little bit more and, like... Feel it. And, like, what are you feeling? And, like, do, like you do feel backstabbed. You do feel like you didn't know this person. Like, sit with that feeling. Don't let it... Don't just drop it and move to the next thing. But, like, sit and feel it. And I think your brain... Like, it's coming out in your subconscious because you're consciously not dealing with it. That's going be real, real, real. You might keep having dreams because your, your subconscious mind is torn up with those feelings and mm. these facts and these, like... You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's so interesting too, especially with the like, like last episode we talked about the salsa dancer guy and like me just being like, "Mm, we're done with that. Like I've had this period since that where like, I'm just not very sexually motivated or driven at all. Like I, and at the same time, so many dudes are like coming out of the woodwork for me right now. Like ran into like one of the Australian guys that I fucked like. At a party, at the same party was film dude that like I'm gonna hang out with soon, and it's like these people and like the the hinge and the tinder. It's like all happening at one time, where like it was dry for a long time. Well, it is cuffing season now. That is true, um, but it's I just find it interesting that all of this is happening at the same time where I'm like not feeling it at all mm-hmm. and focusing on my career. Like it is busy season, high season for all the jobs that I'm doing. And then at the same time, like having these dreams, that's like, haha, you like haven't actually done the work that you need to do. Very conflicting. Yeah. At this time. Yeah. Not convenient. No. At all whatsoever. It isn't. It isn't convenient, and it doesn't feel good, and it's uncomfortable. And I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm not. How do you make yourself cry? You cried so much. You were like so in it. And I really envy that. Like, I, I want to get there. And I just, like, every time I, I cry, like, I'll cry. Like, I'll start crying in the shower. Like, one night I got really sad about it and cried, I think, for, like, two minutes. And then it's, like, over. And I'm, like, I know that I'm not done with this. But my body's, like, no. We're good. And I'm, like, but we're not. We're not, not well. good. Like, we're unwell. We're unwell. We're actually unwell. I think, um, 
I don't know. Like, I think part of it is just, like, that's my natural tendency. Yeah, it's like you're... It's like, I'm depressive. People. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, like, you I are, am. You are. No, you like, are. Like, I'm not... Like, if you were to ask positive, negative, neutral, where I fall on that spectrum, it's probably... I'm, I'm a pretty negative, negative person. Yeah. I'm extremely positive. Yeah. And so, but I think that that gives me a tendency to, like, lean in more to, like, the sad shit. Um, but I will also say that, like, you know... I have done this more than you. Like, I've been broken up with yeah. more than you. I've, like, ended relationships more than you. And I think part of what I've learned either, like, you know, consciously or subconsciously is that, like, you have to lean in. And it's something that I've been working on in therapy as well. Like, even me who had, did sit in it for a long time, of course, your body has a natural tendency to avoid that feeling. Like, it hurts and it's scary and it's emotional and you, you're you protecting yourself by not going there. But what I've learned through doing it in therapy and, like, learning to do it on my own is, like, that place of hurt that exists within both of us. That, that like, sensitive place where, like, you hear a song or, like, you have this memory and, like, it kind of, like, makes your stomach drop and, like, you have that, like, weird flashback and, like, a cold sweat and, like, maybe a little chill. Like, that place is terrifying because you avoid it. When I find that I let myself go there and sit there, like, if I, like, if I'm triggered in that way, instead of, like, being like and like avoiding it if I like let myself go okay what is that feeling how do I feel right now do I feel scared do I feel like floaty do I feel upset do I feel like I'm gonna cry do I feel like I'm gonna throw up like going through the assessment of like what do I feel and then letting myself just literally like acknowledging that feeling and like letting it sit it actually yeah it, it actually like deadens it a little bit like deaden is not the right word but like Going there and then coming back well, from it like over and over again, it, it feels safer. Better, yeah. Like it doesn't feel familiar. like the world's gonna end yeah. when I go there now. My friend, my cousin who lives in Arizona, who does like a bunch of classes, took an actual course on this, mm-hmm. where like you come into the class and you analyze how you're feeling and you identify where you're feeling it in your mm-hmm. body. What is that feeling? And it's like allowing you to feel more present, allowing you to like understand how emotions are like manifesting physically grounding yourself I think I did that in the beginning like I remember even making a post about that on Instagram like I'm trying to sit here and Mm -hmm. like analyze where I'm feeling this and let myself be there but I guess I gave myself like unintentionally gave myself like a timeline Mm -hmm. of like how long it would be acceptable to feel that way Mm -hmm. And then maybe when it happened, when, like, I found out the second time, mm-hmm. I was like, well, fuck that shit, and, mm-hmm. like, didn't let myself really It's like there. a daily reminder. Like, I have yeah. to do the same thing. Like, the work that I put into myself in the beginning of the re- relationship, the relationship, in the beginning of the breakup, mm-hmm. I obviously, like, am in such a better place. Like, I don't need that, like, daily, like absolute full commitment to like taking care of myself like a little baby Mm -hmm. but like I still like you know I let it get away from me sometimes and like I'm not meditating like I should be or like Mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm not doing the like kind of like self-love self-parenting things that I that I needed to rely on so heavily in the beginning and I noticed that when I like step away from it it's like I need it more it's like I'm still not okay and we're still both really like fragile and like our happiness right now and like our okayness is like a fucking house of cards. Well, and I find it so interesting too. I mean, just because I am in a singular place and like I am alone and I'm going on dates and stuff, but and navigating that with my emotion, but also you living in this space of like 
still being fragile, still healing yeah. at the same time of like being in a really happy and like lovely relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. y'all just went on a trip together. We did. We just got back from Nashville. First couple trip. First couple trip. Nasty. Love it. Um, no, I think like that's something that I try to like, that you and I talk about a lot and that like I try to remind you because like I think that it can maybe from the outside seem like, okay, well like Sydney's in this new relationship and so all the pain is gone and it's all like happy and like bright and sunny days and like I'm not sad about my breakup anymore. Of course I'm still devastated about breakup yeah. I mean like there's not a day goes by that I don't think about what my life used to be what I like what could have been like I don't like ruminate on it or anything but like it's weird that I can have this pain that exists alongside of like Joy. this happiness yeah. yeah and it's I guess the point is is like a relationship it's like the perfect example that like, a relationship isn't gonna make you happy like Meaning, like, mm-hmm. I am happy because I'm happy, and I have this relationship that adds a lot to my life, but, like, it didn't fix my hurt. Like, I still have to go through this hurt, I still have to carry this hurt, and I still have to, like, navigate what that means in terms of this new relationship. And, like, yeah. it's not, e- like, you know, I think right now I feel especially guilty because I'm coming into this relationship, like, very hurt and, like, guarded, guarded and, like, just, like, so not the me, not, like, the best version of me. Like, I'm working toward that best version of me, but I'm really not there right now. And we all do that, though. Like, we all come into relationships with, with you know, I guess I'm specifically speaking about romantic relationships, but, like, we come in with shit. And everybody has it. And, like, I think what it, you know, it's been a weird, like, bonding thing for me and leg tats is that, like, you know, I have my shit, but, like, she has hers. And... Like, there are times when, like, we get into it and I realize, like, oh, I'm acting this way because I'm scared because of this thing. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm acting this way because this thing happened to me and, like, it makes me think this. So it's, like, it actually, like, me being vulnerable about my pain in this relationship and, like, the ways that, like, my breakup affected me actually lend it's, lends itself to, like, really deep conversations that she and I get to have about, like, the baggage that we're each bringing into this relationship. Yeah, and it brings you closer together. It brings us closer together. Well, you, and you realized something that you were doing with her, like, in therapy recently, right? Yeah, I did. I did have, um, many important realizations in therapy, as usual. I swear it's the best money I spend every two weeks. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I kind of, popped out with this like metaphor about like how guarded I've been and how protective I've been and I explained it to my therapist kind of without thinking that like it's like I have these two selves um and one is the the real me and the other is the bouncer like a club bouncer um a security guard who protects the this real me and and I told my therapist I was like you know I think that leg tats has mostly dealt with the bouncer like the bouncer is me but it's this like protective super standoffish like you're not getting in yeah version of me when you also shared that you didn't really tell leg tats a lot about your breakup also yeah yeah that you know there are times when like you know she says things and I get really frustrated because I'm like wow like you really don't understand like where I'm coming from and, like, the pain that I've just been in or, like, you know, she'll say something that, like, really triggers me specifically related to, like, my breakup 
and I told my therapist that, and my therapist was like, well, you know that, like, you d- you intentionally, like, did not tell her. You kept her from that. Stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, I, in my mind, I was like, I want to process this breakup on my own, and I don't want to have this new person that I'm really excited about, that I, like, care about. Like, I don't want her to feel like she has to process this fucking breakup with me. Um, so I, you know, I let her in when I felt like it was appropriate, but I definitely didn't want to spend all of our time talking about my fucking breakup. Yeah, very You know, real, so real. it didn't feel appropriate and it didn't feel like the, 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 my, you know, her role was not to be my fucking therapist in that moment, but it was to like, you know, I thought I told her enough so that she would get it. And I realized now that like, I kept so much from her that now I find it frustrating when she doesn't understand things that like I'm feeling because I'm like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing like, you've got no idea what I went through and you, like, you won't know until I tell you. You won't know until I'm vulnerable with you and until I share that with you. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing about the bouncer in general. It's like... I mean, with all of us, I think all of us have our own version of that. Yeah. And no one can know us unless we tell them. Yeah. And that can happen as simply as, like, forgetting to tell your friend something that happened over the weekend and then referencing it later and her being like, what the fuck? And you're like, I can't believe I didn't tell you that. Yeah. To something as intimate and personal... That's happening in a romantic relationship. Right. And, you know, what my therapist said, which I felt like was important for me to, like, remember, is, like, you know, the bouncer isn't, like, it's maladaptive, but it also, like, that bouncer was serving a purpose, right? Like, it's been there to protect me, and, like, maybe in this breakup, like, my bouncer kind of went into overdrive and, like, took her job a little too seriously and, like, overprotected me. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, you know, in the words of my therapist again, like, we need to send her on vacation. Like... She needs to, like, step aside for a minute because she's not serving me anymore. She's, like, standing in the way of me having, like, genuine connections with people. And, um, so, yeah, over this, over this weekend in Nashville, I really tried to put the bouncer on vacation as well and, like, be more vulnerable and honest and open about where I'm at with leg tats. And, um, yeah, we, you know... We're just, like, super in love. <laughs> That's the first time you said that! I know. L-, L words have been dropped. It was a few weeks ago. But, like, yeah. It's a thing. And it's uh, really crazy to, like, let someone in like that. And to feel, so like, soon. safe. And to feel, mm-hmm. like, really, like, completely safe with that. When I'm, when I'm so scared of everything, it's, like, feels weirdly safe. To be in this place where I love this person. It reminds me of something that our other friend Ashley said. Like, you know, the first time I talked to her after my breakup. And, like, you know, I had that issue. I had I had the realization about, like, my mommy issues. And, like, how, like, a lot of that's going to stem from that. And she said, like, I was like, I'm never going to love again. And, like, you know, I kind of, like, gave her this whole spiel about how heartbroken I was. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the next person that, like, you start fucking you're going to be in love with. Like, we are people who love and, like... Like, she not, like, she's Sag, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. She's, like, we are like that. Like, you are such a loving person. Like, it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen much sooner than you think, is what she said to me verbatim. Oh, my God. So, uh, I think... Is she a fortune teller? I think she just, like, we are really similar in that way. Like, she and I, like, have a lot of similarities there, and I think she she's just been in love a lot and knew, like, just innately from her experience that, like... Yeah, I'm going to be in love again. It's fine. Yeah. And I just didn't... I just didn't see it. I don't know. And I, I don't know. Therapy has been 
huge for me. Another thing that like keeps coming up, and it came up during our Nashville trip. <laughs> First of all, like I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just preface this. I'm a monster. With, thank God you're taken, because who knows what else would be there. <laughs> I'm like not. I'm like not dateable at all. It's not true at all. At all, but I do think Who that you're, up for this but like your bouncer, it, where you are currently, how do I say this? Where <laughs> you, you are currently in your life, just puts you in a very unique place with the desires that you have and the bar that you have set and the expectations Fair. that you have. There. And I don't want to tell you that it's inappropriate or unrealistic. But I do think you very much need to calm the fuck down. You are very much team leg tats, though. Yeah, but I also think that if any, if we polled the audience on your treatment of leg tats, or just like you in general treating anyone in the way that you did, I would love to hear how they voted. Like maybe we should also do Instagram that. Poll. We're gonna Instagram poll it. Please, please explain to the audience. What happened? So, okay. (laughs) I planned our trip to Nashville. I made the itinerary. I intentionally booked a lot of time in the mornings for us to have morning sex. Um, We like, as you may have heard in several episodes, you might already know that we like to have sex with each other a lot. It's kind of like... Your thing. Our thing. Mm -hmm. So, one morning, (laughs) we did not have sex, and we had like left to drive to Nashville, and I was pretty fucking furious about it and picked a fight and made her cry about it. Um, I would like to go more into the details into the details about this. What part? Well, like <laughs> you had like, you know, is that morning you had your coffee? Yeah. You maybe had like tried to make a move, but it right. just like didn't really happen. And then you got on the road mm-hmm. and then what did, what did you <laughs> Well, I, well I, I pitched a fucking fit, is what I did. And I was very upset that we had not had sex, and I was kind of grilling her about not having had sex. And she was like, I don't know, like, I just feel like if we don't have sex, you're going to break up with me. And I was like, yeah, like, you don't feel that way. Like, I have said verbatim, if we don't have sex, I'm going to break <laughs> up with you. Like, it's not like a feeling that you're getting. It's like, I've said pretty clearly... <sighs> Like, I've pretty clearly made my case that, like, if that we ain't she, fucking, like, I don't understand, like... That she's a vessel. That is what that is interpreted as. See, so yeah, like, that's when she started crying. That she is a body. I... Yeah, no, I mean, of course, like, if you a know, man said that... It's different. It's different. Is it? It is. All I mean by that is like, yeah, like that's part of my expectation of this relationship. And like, obviously like one example of like one morning in which like we don't have sex out of like several mornings in which we do is not like a long-term pattern that like concerns me and like actually makes me think that like we would break up. Like, it's not like, oh, if I ask you to have sex one time and you don't want to have sex and you say no, then like, I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm done. But that's probably what it sounded you like. You definitely said that. That's probably <laughs> what it sounded like. And I 
You rectified your I did. To be fair, like, we had a great conversation afterward in which, like, we were both very vulnerable and, like, I realized that, like, I was putting a lot of expectation on her that, like, was totally unnecessary and that, like, not only that, but, you know, uh, it, it's it's crazy to... It's, I was being crazy, is the long story short. Like, I realized it. She never said that. I was like, oh, I'm being cuckoo. And also, like, yeah, someone's allowed to not want to have sex for whatever reason. And, and I don't have to understand it. Like, they don't have to run it by me. Because you're over here being like, the weather's great. We had coffee. The whole space is great. Like, like there's right, no like, reason for I, this to not happen. I look around and see no factor that inhibits us from having sex. So to me, if there's no factor that I see keeping us from having sex, then we should be having sex. Which, you know, God knows. Maybe she just didn't think about it. Maybe she was just excited to go do our activities for the day. Maybe she was, like, uh, getting wet, like, wanting to, like, spend extra time. Who fu- It doesn't matter. It's not my, it's not up to me to, you know, wag my finger and say, like, you know, you can or cannot you might you might your reasons for not wanting to have sex with me have to be run by me and approved by me right well i think it speaks volumes about the way that we all interpret our partner or even our friendships like actions Mm -hmm. from something that spoke volumes to you in this situation to something as little as like someone's text that you're interpreting like because in my mind, I was like, why don't you want to have sex with me? And she was like, I it's obviously want to have sex with about you. that. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's never about what we're thinking at all. And that's why I love Brene Brown's like version of being like, this is the story that I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's like we're all coming at everything from our own perspective. Yep. And the other person is like so often more times than not coming at it from a completely different place that yep. is so separate from where your mindset is. But if you come at it in like a... Right, like, here's my interpretation. Here's my interpretation, and, and we're going to break up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't lead... You have to you have to go to a really negative place before you get to a positive place. Yeah, and we... And honestly, like, you know, I'm very lucky because, like, she's such a communicator, and, like, I like to think that I am, and, like, you know, you after are. sussing and teasing all that out, like, ultimately we came to, like, a place where I was, like, where I was able to see, hey, I am scared, like, me worrying about us having sex is me coming from a place where, like, I love how much sex we have. I love the kind of sex we have. I, like, love having sex with you so much that it is all I think about and I am fully obsessed and, like, all I want is more of it. So, like, in a weird way, it's, like, me flattering you. <laughs> but in the other way, it's, like, the other thing is I am, because that was a a point of contention in my past relationship, it's, like, any little thing that she does that doesn't meet my, like, highest expectation of action, I, like, panic. And I get scared. And I'm like, am I settling? Because I think I was so... I think, like, you know, a huge realization for me in this breakup was, like, I was settling for so much. And I'm, like, so scared that. that I'm doing that again. And I'm, like, so, like, extra vigilant about making sure that, like, that is not something that's happening. It's, like, I'm, like, constantly checking myself and being like are all my needs being met and are they Mm -hmm. being met to the like highest standard and like that is such a crazy and unfair thing to hold someone to and like first of all the answer if you were to ask me that question like does she do that for you would be 99.9 percent of the time yeah totally so like you're right calm down bitch yeah but it you know another thing that came up for me in therapy was like me being like i'm so scared to pick wrong again like 
I feel fear relating to like quote unquote picking wrong and like I don't even know if I picked wrong the last time or if that relationship just ran its course but like there's a part of me that's like so scared to like do that again with someone who's gonna hurt me again Again. yeah and my so quickly after you were already hurt yeah totally so it's it's self-preservation and it's like you know fucked up thought patterns and like anxiety and like fear and like I just feel really lucky in for many reasons to have her around but also that like you know I can pick a fight about her not fucking me and then we can end up having like a really great discussion about it where like we both share our own fears about the relationship and like ultimately like meant like patch things up and like are fine you know totally um so I feel lucky and I think that's like a distinctly lesbian thing and I think it's a distinctly like she and I are both in therapy and do a lot of work on ourselves individually and like we can come together and like have those really intense conversations about our own shit like I mean and you know obviously this podcast is about like you and me and like how we deal and like what you're not hearing from me a lot of the time is like the times in which that same thing happens for her where like she'll pick a fight or like an altercation with Mm -hmm. me and like I'm like where the fuck is this coming from and like we end up sorting it out and realize that, and it's like, on her end. it's yeah. her end. Like, her her fear, her insecurity, like, her, you know, past coming in. So it's, like, that goes both ways. Totally. Um, Which it should. Like... I'm still a monster, Two people though. are pretty... <laughs> yeah. To be fair. I'm literally I mean, a sex monster. Dating me is, like... You're a sex like, monster, for sure. You, like, there's the hormone monster, and then there's, like, the sex monster, and, like, you're definitely the, that one. I am, like... We should get you on that show. I'm very demanding. Mm-hmm. But also, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's good pussy. So, she's an Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And I recently met an Aquarius. We suddenly like Aquarius. I don't know what the fuck happened. Aquarius is my moon. Let's first establish that. I like that. Well, that might be why you like like Tats so much and defend her so much. Probably. Also, she always runs whatever gifts she's about to give me. To me. By you. Absolutely, yeah. I love being the confidant. Like, I just really enjoy that role. So, I'm really, like, leaning into that. Taurus. Not really leaning into anything else but that right now. <laughs> Taurus loves to be the leader for no reason. Whoa. For no reason? Hot take. Um, you're welcome for your fucking Christmas present then. I... <laughs> Bitch! Here's the thing. She's got great taste. You've got great taste. When she told me that she ran it by you and that you liked it, I said, it's probably wonderful. We're gonna see. Uh-oh. I'm about to tell her to take that shit back to the stove. <laughs> because I've been, because I've been <laughs> such a fucking a cunt. Fucking cunt. I ugh. Okay, tell me about your Aquarius though. Well, okay, it's like interesting. So this is like all happening during the period where I'm like disinterested. So I've been getting on all the apps, or I've been like going on dates, and I'm like, nah. Like I just have been. Exiting You've been out. hinging. You've I've been, been bumbling. I've been on all of them. Tindering. I went on that dating show that I talked about, or whatever. Yeah. Like that was. A really interesting and fun experience and um I had before I got on it just like really hit it off with this dude on hinge and it was you know you know when like a good conversation just like starts to happen this person is like asking a ton of questions well you're a good conversationalist so how do you know the difference when someone hits you back with when that someone same hits level? you back yeah with the same level like I remember um he asked like if you could invent he commented on something that I had to say about Forbes stuck into 30, which, like, of course, I know. You're rolling your eyes. She's rolling her eyes. Um, and I said something, and he said, what's a low-cost product that you'd produce that would help the most people? 
Which I was like, that's an interesting question. Ugh. And so, but then we had this, like, whole conversation, and he was like, can you briefly explain period poverty to me? Like, we had this, we just, like, it was very, it was, like, intellectual. Wait, can I just, like, drop in to say <laughs> what I love about that is that it's so, it so typifies the Aquarius, meaning, like, they're known to be, like, their whole thing is, like, the collective. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their whole thing. It's, is, like, how do we save the earth and is the, the people? Collective. Yeah. It's, like, they, they're not, like their thought is always about like big ideas and philosophies and like life mottos mm-hmm. and like perspectives and what's interesting about that to me is like the leo is the individual <laughs> like we are ego <laughs> yeah, and yeah. self and blah, blah blah and so like we are sister signs meaning we're opposites on mm-hmm. the chart so there's like that opposites attract kind of thing mm-hmm. but there's also that like we don't get each other thing so i'm just reminding everybody that I'm also dating an Aquarius, and that, like, that is not <laughs> That runs easy. up. Yeah. Well, I love it. Like, personally, that's such something that I'm here for. So we just, like, really hit it off. Both of us, like, firing off questions. He's had a really interesting life and has traveled a lot um, and, like, studied in Cairo and has put himself in places. He's a teacher, so he's, like, he grew up in a really rich family, but they were rich because they were really educated. Like, they're the first generation that kind of got money. And he realized that the only reason that his family was so wealthy is because of their education and loved to teach. And he was like, why would I teach in like a public, I mean, a private school system, like in a really high income like area when I could go somewhere and like actually help people that are brilliant, but like maybe don't have the same, um, access to education. Yeah. Access to education or like, um, privilege that I have. So... Um, that's one of the reasons why he's here and he's teaching at like one of the greatest like public schools, um, in Louisiana, but it's like, it was just really cool. And I went on the dating show and then, um, I like was like, Hey, like, would you want to meet up? And we talked from like 10, 30, 11 at night to like three in the morning, drop me off, like make it, make out in his car. And then we like hung out even tonight. And it's just like really I don't know how to feel about it because he's so like it's such a great conversation and like he makes me laugh and like we have great banter and we're very different people and like we have very different lifestyles um and he's nothing that I thought he's also under the age of 30 like he's nothing that I thought that I would be interested in he doesn't look like the person that I thought that I would remember when I told you that you were vetting these dudes like they're about to be like yeah the father of your You're fucking right. children and like whatever like turns out you can have fun with somebody that doesn't meet all your expectations and maybe that is part of the fun of getting to know people is that they do not fall within your line of what you think you want. Absolutely. And he, it's like, it totally surprised me and I'm just surprised by how much I'm very interested in this person. But there is like Aquarius a Aquarius is fucking sneak up on you, they bro. They really fucking do. And there's a fear that like, it's, there's like a lot, I'm like feeling a lot of the same emotions, I think, that you have felt mm-hmm. in the past. Cause it's like the first time that I've been like, oh, hey. like, interesting. <sighs> But I was surprised at how much, like, the conversation aspect of it. Like, tonight we just, like, met up and worked next mm-hmm. to each other and, like, drank margaritas. And I was like, this is so great. It's a great partnership. Yeah. 
I mean, like, it's been two dates, so, like, we're not... I'm not, like... We're not putting that on yeah, this Yeah, we're dude, not putting it on it, but... But it does sound promising to me. It's, it's like, weirdly interesting. And I think it's also interesting that, like, <laughs> we, like, made out and nothing else happened. And then tonight, like, he didn't even kiss me. And for some reason, that feels more promising than, like, people that have gone on maybe multiple dates with and, like, fucked. You know? Well, I had, to, I had to be put through every fucking loop with leg tats before she even like remotely deigned to like make a move right but did you my question for you is like i you were definitely not expecting this but you were dating but did you want to be in a relationship like because that's how i feel right now i'm like i wouldn't want to get into anything because i'm very busy i have a lot of personal goals that i want to accomplish there's a lot of professional goals that i want to accomplish like i literally don't have the time yeah but it kind of just happened to you yeah, and, like, things like that absolutely do just happen. And the other thing is, like, you and I are, like, very different. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, like, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm so envious of you in some ways, and I'm sure that, like, you probably feel the same, like, toward me in some ways. Like, we, I think we both love each other so much and, like, see the <laughs> good, like, true. see each other's best qualities and, like, want to emulate that. And, like, so much of what I love about you is, like, your absolute dedication to, like, your creativity and, like, your art and, like, your all your passions and like I worry that like I backseat some of that shit for whatever reason mm-hmm. um and I'm sure that you probably you feel could definitely be writing more always I wrote a poem recently <gasps> you wrote a poem you didn't share that with me I even showed you the lyrics I wrote the other night I know oh I my got God, you gotta tell me well I sent it to like tats and she was like that's cool and I was like <gasps> uh and then, so, no. I was embarrassed I didn't want to send it to you. Absolutely not. No, but it was, like, kind of, like, a really dark, like, suicidal-ish poem. Um, who are you the fucking talking to? I know. I love dark-ass Wrong shit. audience. First that's, of all, I'll kill her. I'm not on her team anymore. <gasps> no, no, she wasn't mean. It was just, like, she, there's no appropriate way to react to this. I'll send you that. Like, <laughs> it's, like, the astrology like, meme cool, cool, that cool. I sent that to <laughs> Like, you sending that dude an astrology meme is, like, me sending the, like, sad suicide poem, like, to my new girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. And her being like, cool, babe. Um, Are you okay? (laughs) Are you happy? You okay? You good? relationship. And she was like, that's depressing. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'll show it to you later. Oh my god, you better read that shit It's actually good, I think. Oh, I'm sure that it is. You're so fucking talented. Thank you for saying that. Um, All this is to say, like, I'm sure that, like, you know, in the same way that, like, I envy your relentless pursuit of your passions i'm sure that sometimes you probably are like maybe i should like calm the fuck down calm the fuck down and like and like chill and like you know get fucked like you know raw dog non-stop like maybe you think that um no <laughs> i don't know if raw dog non-stop is uh, the phrase that came to mind what, what, what about like getting fucked okay what but, about like i wish that like do you ever think like sydney really like is open-hearted and like maybe I should like be more romantic like I don't know do you know what I mean yes yes I know what you mean I really I'm not trying to guess no, myself no I'm totally just... I do really um I really admire how you have always been able to like conf- you're so confrontational but I think uh-huh. especially in relationships I think it's so fucking badass because I'm conf- I can be confrontational in my own way with anyone in my yeah. life but like when it comes to the people when I start caring about someone I notice that I become a really terrible communicator a people pleaser because I'm a people pleaser yeah so it's that like really happens solely in romantic relationships and I'm like very 
nervous about that happening. I don't want that to happen again. Like I'm trying to make sure that that is not something that I revert back to. All this was, I'm, I'm looping back because all of this was to say, like you were talking about like, you know, you weren't looking for that relationship. Totally. You don't want to be in a relationship. No, and it's didn't. been two dates. So I'm like, it's been two days. Also so like, I have to right, calm down. You're, you need to calm down, but like you're, you're feeling something yeah. like something is coming up for you and like whether it's going to pan out, like we don't know, but like you're asking yourself questions, like important questions. And what I will say is like, we're different both astrologically, both as people, when I read the pattern and like your destiny shit in the pattern, which is an app by the way. And I will say, if you think CoStar is intense, download the pattern, get a glass of red wine, sequester yourself Be alone. in the bathtub, read about yourself and then like cry. <laughs> Cause it's like the most intense it thing I've ever read. It will read the fuck out of you. I don't even know who told me about the pattern. I think it was one of the twin, one of my twin friends and like Ariana Miller, this is a call out. If you showed me this app, I hate you. I think it was you. It like hurts to read, but it's mine a lot. There's like these like things that it tells you. One of them is like your destiny or like your future. Like yours is very much like you're on this earth to like produce work, Something. like yeah. produce a creative work that like will li- will outlive you. The literal thing, it's like you are supposed to dedicate yourself to a sacred calling, a sacred calling, and everything else doesn't fucking matter and your work's gonna come first and your partner has to understand that and they better be the person that's gonna like lift you up and better further that for you and i'm like what the fuck great now everyone i meet i can be like you're ready to be number two for the rest of your life literally like you know literally but that's but my point is like that is your thing like you're like you're always going to prioritize that part of you above everything else. So, like, True. when you ask someone like me, who, for the record, my thing on the pattern about my destiny says, your destiny is to pursue pleasure. <laughs> I wonder what you're doing right now, is bitch. It, I mean, but, like, is it any wonder that, like, I work in, like, food, food and yeah. that, like, I love to have weird sex? Like, like, that is pursuing pleasure for me. And, like, yeah, I'm a big, lazy Leo lion. Like, all I want to do is, like, groom myself all day and, like take naps that's 100% me and Mm -hmm. so like if you ask that person you know like you're asking me like what did I want and how did I do it but it's so different I'm the person who's gonna pursue my pleasure all the time and so that's what I'm doing Mm -hmm. are you gonna be that person No. no could you take a page out of my book for sure could I take a page out of yours absolutely Maybe I need that's to pursue. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. Yes. Anyway, I'll read you my poem later. If you I'm want. so excited. Mm. Can we post it in the show notes? No. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Oh my god. I'll post my lyrics in the show notes if you post your poem. No. But you can post your lyrics if you want. I have another creative project that I'm working on too that I told you about that you didn't even think was funny. I told you about my oh, funny no, this secret is funny, account. But you can't tell her. Okay, I'm not telling. Can. I'm not telling, but I have a secret funny creative project that I'm working on that I hope is never attached to my name, but it will entertain me. I am trying to pursue things that bring me joy that are, that I think are fun. I know you're laughing, but it is funny. (laughs) It is. It's funny. Yes. Ashley thinks I need to write funny stuff for TV. I do think that I literally believe that so wholeheartedly with my own entire being. So if anybody knows anybody hiring, for SNL. If you, you want to make let me know. us have a show, really is what it is. I mean, here's the thing. Our voices, yes, are that of angels. But have you seen these faces? Have they seen these thick-ass booties? They haven't. 
No. We should be on television. We, I mean, we've got That's the what looks. I, the clearly. literal way this podcast started was that I sat down for brunch with Sydney on the exact day that my ex and I had the conversation about how I found out that he was, for the second time, reaching out to my friend. <clears throat> we had a conversation at that brunch table where I was like, these stories are fucking dumb. And people will resonate with them because Jesus Christ, this is so painful. Don't bring him into this. True. It was about us the whole time. But basically, I was like, we need to have a TV show. How do we do it? And you were like, there's no way we can have a TV show, but we can have a podcast. And I said, deal. And that's how that's, that's, that's how we deal. And that's, and that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> that's showbiz, baby. <laughs>